Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. As we've been discussing across the morning on the Limerick Today show, Limerick councillors have voted in favour of a €9 million plan aimed at revitalising Limerick City Centre. The decision follows a lengthy and sometimes heated meeting of Metropolitan Area councillors yesterday. And Labour councillor Joe Ledden joins me in the studio. Good morning to you, Joe. Good morning, Joe. And we're also joined by campaigner and architect Ailish Drake on the line. Good morning to you, Ailish. Good morning, Joe. So, Joe Ledden, why did you make the decision uh, to vote in favour of these proposals? Very simply, Joe, we had an offer of €9 million Euros on the table. Uh, our main street, our Connell Street, has effectively been neglected for many, many years, if not decades. And while other streets like Thomas Street and Bedford Row and um, Parnell Street are seen all upgrade works and public realm works being done and late as William Street there a couple of years ago, Connell Street has suffered neglect effectively. So I suppose the decision facing us was, do we remodel O'Connell Street uh, with significant funding coming from the EU and upgrade it, placing pedestrians at the heart of that, um, or do we simply um, continue as is? And, you know, it is our main uh, main street and, um, you know, the decision had to be made. Mm. Ailish, placing pedestrians at the heart of it, says Councillor Ledden, why he voted for these proposals? Hi, uh, Joe, yeah, I think um, I suppose that I quite chuckle at that. Um, no, I think, I think yes, the ambition for, for the street was to breathe new life into it um, and, and to put pedestrians at the heart of it, but I'm afraid they have failed to do that um, with this proposal. Um, the the plans are proposed, I mean, they were underwhelming to begin with, and, and I think everybody agrees they lacked ambition. But as the, the process progressed, and especially through through the last couple of weeks when the uh, exec, executive uh, report was issued, it transpired that the NTA have um, a strong desire to put a two-way bus corridor on O'Connell Street. And um, this seems to have run out in a way that it's kind of pretty certain that that's going to happen. So, unfortunately, the design is for a shared space and you can't share a space with a two-way bus corridor. You can't have vulnerable pedestrians thinking that they can walk out onto the street in front of a bus or children walking out, or crossing the road at any, any point in the street. So um, what we were looking for was we, nobody was asking the councillors to reject the plan. Everybody knows that this has to happen. Everybody wants um, O'Connor Street to be upgraded. So what we wanted them to do was put in an amendment to pedestrianise one block. That's one block out of eight blocks on O'Connell Street. And I think that would have actually put pedestrians to the heart of it. And I think it would have given something back to the people of Limerick and it would give them a civic space in the centre of the city. Um, but I'm afraid councillors felt that they, well, I don't know what councillors that maybe Joe, Joe can tell us a bit more about that. But we're very disappointed anyway to see that the bus corridor um, is going to be the result now of the O'Connell Street plan. I think, Joe, to be fair, and, and I very much respect Ailish's work in this area and, and her passion for the city that we all share, but my view yesterday was if we were going to pedestrianise one block of a country, we may as well pedestrianise four or five blocks because one block in itself would be pointless. Uh, and at the end, of, you know, we made a decision and we're going to have um, wider pavements, improved pavements. We're going to have segregated uh, cycle lane on it. You're going to have a facility to keep through traffic. I know some people don't like that. 
I can remember the street when we closed it not too long ago for the granny and the granny wasn't coming into town till four or five o'clock in the evening and the sun was splitting the rocks and there was no one walking on Henry Street and there was no one walking on O'Connell Street. We've got to be cognizant as well of traders and the business and to keep some life in the street. Personally, I'd like to see... Uh, I, I'm fully in favour of pedestrianisation. I'd like the council to look at streets like Catherine Street or Perry Square where we've art galleries, where we've museums, where we've a magnificent people's park. Those streets offer much more potential to pedestrianise and create that core or that destination of choice for people. I personally don't think O'Connell Street was that street because even if you pedestrianise one block or two blocks, you're still going to have traffic crossing over from Rocha Street or Cecil Street or Mallow Street. So it's not real pedestrianisation in that sense. And, you know, unfortunately, politics is about making decisions. I hope we've made the right decision. We're investing €9 million Euros on a remodelling project for O'Connell Street that will significantly enhance uh, our, our main street in the city. OK, we're chatting to Councillor Joe Ledden of Labour and architect Ailish Drake. So he, um, Councillor Ledden, is making the point that indeed Limerick Chamber made uh, as late as yesterday on this show with their uh, CEO, D. Ryan, which is that you have to take retail and the traders into account here, Ailish. Yes, uh, Joe, and I think that that is a really important point. And I see the Limerick City Venture Business Forum was very well represented. Um, Ty Kearney was leading that group. And um, there's a lot, uh, a lot of city centre businesses such as Brown Thomas, Debenhams, um, O'Mahony's Bookshops, and so on. They're all represented by Ty Kearney's group. And that group have been working very, very hard. And, and just for clarity now, is, is that group different to Limerick Chamber? Yes, uh, that group is different to the Lim- Limerick Chamber. As far as I know, it was initially linked in that they, they were meeting in the chamber but and it was a subgroup, but it is a different group. They, they submitted their own submission on O'Connell Street. And they took um, a different position to Limerick Chamber's stated view of this? They did. And, they did. and to be fair, uh, Limerick Chamber uh, made a submission as well that was an excellent submission, in fact. And, in fact, it was later in the media that their CEO came out and took a different position to their own submission. So I think that there was a lot of scaremongering tactics used there. Um, no, 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 I can I just say, no, to be fair yeah. now, to be fair, and you'll appreciate this, yeah. the CEO of Limerick Chamber isn't here right this minute to yeah, okay, articulate yeah, her position. Yeah, yeah. She told us, that um, D. Ryan, that she was representing Limerick Chamber's settled position on this. Joe Ledden, is that your understanding? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I'm not here to, to advocate or speak on behalf of the Chamber of the Business Community, but the reality is, you know, as a public representative, I got calls from traders who are struggling, Joe, to keep businesses open and to keep people employed. The reality is we're not too far away. We're, we're probably not too far away from another economic downturn. No one likes to talk about it. But the winds uh, of, of change are there, and we can see that between Brexit and one thing and another. And my view is we have to keep if we want to bring people into the city. And eventually, I'd like to see pedestrianisation eventually. And don't forget, once this plan is finished, there's nothing to stop us lifting the bollards at the junction between William Street and O'Connell Street and closing off uh, the street um, on a Sundays or on a Saturdays or whatever to facilitate various different events or no event at all, just simply close off the street. So we have the best of both worlds. It's not an all or nothing scenario here. We can 
at the discretion of the council, decide. We already do it for the May Bank holiday, we do it for the Christmas light ceremony, we do it for St. Patrick's weekend. So once the 9 million remodelling project is finished, there's nothing to stop Limerick City and County Council and my colleagues on the council deciding we're closing off the street on a Sunday between 10 and 5 or on a Saturday, whatever the case may be, to facilitate either an event or just simply for people to experience walking around the main street. Okay. So we have the best of both okay, worlds I know here. Yeah. wants to come back in there, yeah. I'll let you come back in in just one second. We yeah. also have a, a listener who who's made contact uh, with us, Niall, and we'll hear from uh, both of you and from Councillor Ledden again about this important decision, the revitalisation plan for O'Connell Street, decided by a majority of Metropolitan Councillors yesterday, which will have implications for you, for your kids, and quite possibly for your grandchildren as well. Right, we're chatting about Limerick Councillors having voted in favour of a €9 million plan aimed at revitalising Limerick City Centre. Councillor Joe Ledden of the Labour Party, who voted in favour of it, as did a majority of the councillors in the metropolitan areas with me in the studio. On the line we have architect Ailish Drake and we also have uh, caller Niall and we'll talk to him in a second. Anne has tweeted at Limerick today, the city centre and businesses should benefit from a more people-friendly, cleaner and more ambient core. There's a difference between into and through. Uh, another listener says on WhatsApp 0861239595 Henry Street and Grafton Street in Dublin have been pedestrianised for decades and are the busiest trading streets in the city. Limerick should work for people, not cars, says Barry. And traffic to and from the Corbley area is nuts on a good day. And now they plan on reducing a lane on the main street. It's a lovely idea, but it's crazy. Build the opera centre first and then look after the roads. Our city is being sellotaped together with uh, crumbling... Uh, old, soggy, empty Georgian buildings and pennies. A lick of paint or new footpaths isn't the solution. We need new planners. Uh, Eilish Drake, I promised to let you in there again um, before the break. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, just to come back on those couple of points, um, uh, and I think some of the listeners picked up on it there, um, footfall, um, you know, pedestrianisation increases footfall. Um, and it, it, it is best practice um, that it improves economic performance of cities. So, like, so the, the argument that the traders are dying on their feet, that should be an argument to actually pedestrianise some of the, the spaces because um, they are dying on their feet and if we can't get more people into the city, if it's not a destination, people will not come in and they will not shop. And as one of the listeners said there, true traffic is not traffic that's coming into the city to stop. It's traffic that is driving through the city. And to, to the listener there that mentioned the Corbally route, um, reducing it to one lane of cars, they're not reducing it to one lane of cars, they're reducing it to no lane of cars, because we know now that there's going to be a two-way bus corridor on the street. So the car argument is, is dead, and if you don't have the cars, this space, why don't we push some, give the street back to pedestrians? And again, I want to go back to say that we're not talking about pedestrianising eight blocks down the street. We're talking about t- making a civic centre at the centre of the street where we already have Bedford Row and Thomas Street. Um, it's a natural place for us. And all of those businesses, such as Brown Thomas, Debenhams, the, the bookstores of Mahoney's and all the rest of them, they will benefit from having people come into the city as a destination. And I just want to go back to Joe's point as well about he mentioned the granny and there was nobody on the street. But actually, Joe mightn't have been there last uh, Sunday or Sunday week when the Cyclovia came into the into town, and there was two blocks closed off, and they were absolutely thronged with people. And the businesses were doing great business, and it was raining. So people will come out and they will come in. And we have had other examples at different 
times um, during the year. We've had the three feasts on Catherine Street, which is a huge success. And we've also had right. um, the, the Christmas Sash okay. um, I, 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 I ju- in December. Right. I just want to let Lister Niall in as well. Good morning, Niall. Good morning. How are you doing? Yeah, so what do you make of it? Um, I, I think it's an opportunity missed. Um to tell you the truth, it's a, it's a uh, what has been passed was uh, something of a thin stew. Um, I I worry that it's that, that there's a cynical aspect of portraying it as a greening of the city as well. Um, that uh, in years to come, when this is is probably shown to have failed, that they'll be able to go well. At least we tried to incorporate incorporate pedestrianisation to some degree by this notion of shared spaces our shared surfaces, um, uh, which is no sharing at all, frankly. Um, if you if you look at Howley's Key, that's supposed to be a shared surface, and it's essentially a quayside rat run. Um, you wouldn't dare put a foot out there in front of a car or for fear of your life. So um, I, I actually commend uh, Councillor Seacass on her amendment to get the speed reduced to 15 kilometres an hour. I think it actually demonstrates the sense of entitlement of motorists in this city that they're so upset by that. They have no problem whatsoever with 15 or 10 kilometres per hour in the shopping centre or uh, around the hospital or anywhere else where there's going to be a lot of um, pedestrian traffic. But in our city centre, they want to kept as um, essentially, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, a dual carriageway. Uh, so I, I think that's regrettable. I'm, I'm not as upset about the bus corridor um, as some other people are. I, I think... Uh, uh, I think that's a bit of a stop as well. It's only for three blocks. Um, so the bu- I assume the bus still has to cut in to traffic and is relying on the grace of private motorists once it but, does but, that. But Nyla, I mean, are you in favour of complete pedestrianisation of O'Connell Street? I would be, yeah. I think it's the way to go. International best practice shows it's the way to go. Um, and you believe that that would work from a space point of view for families and for retail? Absolutely. I mean, like nobody's trying to drive retail out of the city centre. The the plan that we have, the situation we have at the moment is broken. It does not work. We've seen more shops close in the last week. People won't go into a city centre space where they're treated as second class citizens. And that's what happens in Limerick City at the moment. Um, It is not uh, a conducive or enjoyable space to negotiate if you're pressing begging buttons that don't work. And I've done that. I've, I've stood at those traffic lights in the rain with my seven-year-old trying to teach him to do the right thing and the begging buttons um, either aren't working or there's a five-minute gap. And it can be as much as five minutes between particular ones letting you cross. And that's ridiculous. That's um, we've, we've set this city up all wrong. And it wasn't always such. You know, um, if you look at photographs from Limerick in the past, and I'm not talking the Victorian era, I'm talking the 1990s. Um, there aren't nearly so many um, cars on the streets. Um, there isn't so much transient traffic. We have simply just, through a combination of things over the years, more people have been socially engineered into their cars, and now we need to start socially engineering them back out. Okay, I mean, Niall, you know, you've heard uh, um, what Niall has had to say, Joe Ledden, you've heard uh, what uh, Ailish has had to say. In essence, the argument seems to be that you and the other councillors had an opportunity to do something radical because what's happening at the moment in the city centre is simply not working and you didn't. 
Look, I respect everyone's viewpoints, Joe, and everyone has the, the best interests of Limerick at heart. But at the end of the as I said, we, we, we had to make a decision. We want to bring more people into the city. If we want to encourage people to leave the car at home, you have to provide alternative routes of transport, be it on the bus or cycle lanes. We've do, we're doing that because we want to reduce the amount of car traffic coming into the city. But to simply, with the stroke of a pen, close off one block or two block or three blocks of O'Connell Street and divert approximately 15,000 plus cars coming up Patrick Street onto William Street and every other uh, sub-street uh, was just not practical. We have, I believe, struck a balance here and sometimes you, you have to do that, a balance in the context of facilitating people to use bus, facilitating those who wish to cycle, facilitating the pedestrians with wider uh, footpaths and pavements and, and also giving us the option, as I said, at weekends or whenever we so choose. But the key question is, will it work? You have facilitated um, people, you have found what you perceive to be a middle ground, but will it work? Well, because be- what's down there at the moment isn't working. Well, what's down there at the moment isn't working because, you know, as the, the, the street, O'Connell Street, has, as I said at the outset of the debate, has been neglected for many, many years in terms of proper infrastructure and investment. So I have to believe, along with other councillors from every party, uh, that it will work and we will create various different dedicated pedestrian areas. I'm going to continue with my view that Catherine Street needs to be looked at, Perry Square needs to be looked at. There are exciting plans for Arthur's Key, notwithstanding under Limerick 2030 between the Opera and what's happening with the University and the old Dunn site. So there are key other areas and in the city. do you accept that we're in the last chance saloon? Uh, well, we've, we're, we're, we're in receipt of €9 million, Euros, so no. yes, we've got to deliver. Absolutely, we've got to deliver. And we've got to deliver on budget and on time. That's it's hugely important. This project is due to start next June. I think everyone has because been unfortunate I, as well. Th- that's in, been the biggest sense for me over the last few years, you know. that We talked about 2030 a lot. But I, I really feel, genuinely feel, that this is a key moment for Limerick. It's a key moment for the city centre. We've got to get this right. We have to get it right. And there are many examples in Ireland and the world over where significant public realm projects have not gone right. So, I mean, that's the next stage in terms of ensuring that the project comes in on time and on budget for everyone's, cons- for everyone's interest, to be fair. None of us wants a situation whereby the project uh, uh, goes on indefinitely. That cannot be allowed to happen. And their conversations we're already having now with City and, Hall. And Eilish Drake... Um, wasn't it always likely to come out this way that, you know, politicians ultimately are pragmatists and the likelihood was that a majority of them were going to go with something in the middle of what you and people like you want at one side and what other lobby groups wanted at the other side of the debate? Yes, Joe. I mean, look, I, I suppose there was a lot of groups involved here. And as I said, there was the cycling people. We had the Step Forward for Disabilities, um, the Georgian Society and, and Livable Limerick at the Business Forum. And and I think if, if anyone had a chance to read all of those many submissions, I think 64 in total, uh, they were calling for different things. And I suppose that's why we sort of um, kind of got together to kind of see was there some compromise that we could come up with that everybody would agree to. So we felt that we were making a big compromise by asking for one pedestrian block at a minimum. And the cycling people, obviously, they, they want to have their cycle segregated cycle lanes. And uh, if, the, if the, with the, the bus corridor, if the bus corridor goes from the full length street, which is what is going to happen, uh, they, they are going to need uh, two-way cycle okay. But do you but ultimately believe, to, to be clear about it, 
Do you ultimately believe then that with this decision yesterday, the last chance has been missed? Yeah, I do, because I like, I mean, I suppose the little bit of hopeful side of me would say, let's bite on and uh, talk to the NTA and see if we can get around then. But the NTA, but Limerick City Council presented actual drawings and uh, to the FBI's um, last week showing them the bus corridor from UL out to, um, I presume, Raheen and it's going up uh, um, O'Connell Street as a primary uh, bus corridor. So um, I, suppose, I suppose I feel, yeah, so I do feel a little bit hopeless on it. Um, the councillors have been told that they can come back and have the input, but at the end of the day, the NTA is, will be their remit and they will be making the decision on it. And if the public consultation is anything like the public consultation has been on O'Connell Street, I um, would be very hope would have very little hope yeah. for changing at this stage. And, and just just as a point of clarification, Charlotte, do you agree with Eilish Drake that the NTA now take control of this? No. And uh, I would appeal to Ailish and uh, all our colleagues in, in the Limerick Cycling Network and the Bus Network and Liverpool Limerick to stay engaged because we have to separate out. Yesterday's decision was to spend €9 million Euros on remodelling O'Connell Street. It wasn't about deciding a transport strategy for Limerick. That will come in the new year. We've got to decide places where we're going to put park and ride sites. We've got to decide what are we going to do with our disused railway network around the, around the city. We've got to decide on bus corridors. And we've got to decide on additional segregated uh, cycle networks around the city. All that has to be decided by council, not by the NTA. The NTA will fund it. So I would urge Ailish, uh, and and I accept Ailish, and I said at the outset, her bona fides and her passion, like everyone else, to do the right thing and the best thing for Limerick. So I would urge all those different groups who gave up their time, not just yesterday, but over the last few weeks and months, to stay engaged in the process. Yesterday's decision was not about a transport strategy. It was about remodeling. Okay, Councillor Joe Ledden of the Labour Party, thank you very much. Uh, Thank you also to Eilish Strake, uh, architect and campaigner on this. Thank you to Niall um, as well. And uh, very interesting. And we have given it time this morning because this is something that will have an enormous impact on you and your families for years to come. Whether you live in and around the city centre, whether you come in and out of it regularly for business or leisure, or whether you live in the wider Limerick community as well. Call Limerick today now on 461995.